All right, welcome Grace Point to another Thursday night teaching. Hopefully some folks outside of Grace Point may be watching too. We've been reading and studying through the book of Corinthians. We've talked about the purpose of the book of Corinthians, <clears throat> excuse me, and also we've talked about unity and division a little bit, and we're going to move on to chapter 2. Lord God, I pray that you open our hearts and minds to the Word of God, to the Spirit of God, and your purposes in the Word. Grant us wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, in the knowledge of your Word. Come teach us, Lord, today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're going to pick up in chapter 2. I'll just start reading from the top. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellency of speech or wisdom. We talked about this last week. It wasn't Paul's brilliance. You know, Paul wasn't some Jordan Peterson that was so psychologically brilliant that he was dropping references to Carl Jung, and, you know, or of, of his day, obviously, or dropping references, you know, about Aristotle or all these different, you know, he wasn't some Jordan Peterson. Paul was bringing a simple gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, Paul was brilliant. And I am sure that he preached brilliantly, but he is not emphasizing that brilliance. Paul was a scholar. He probably knew more about the Old Testament than anyone in his day, but that wasn't what he was boasting about. He was boasting about the gospel, about the wisdom of God. He says, hey, I didn't come to you with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. Much like Moses, you know, Moses said, hey, I can't speak. I am not eloquent. How can I speak for you? Remember, and God sent Aaron to uh, speak for him. Isn't that interesting that God chose Moses who couldn't speak, and then he chose Paul who said, I'm not eloquent, or I don't use eloquence? Very interesting. For I determined to know nothing among you except Christ and him crucified, I was with you, get this, in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my spe speech and preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and in power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now, that's just amazing. Paul said, my faith was not just in my eloquence or my wisdom or even just in my speaking. Paul believed in demonstrating the gospel. And I tell you, I know in our church, and, and I would think in a lot of churches, we need more of the demonstration. I've had people say, well, you know, different people like, well, why do you pray for people? Or why, you know, do you, you, do you, you know, give altar calls? Or why do you bring people up? Because Paul said, I didn't just preach the gospel, I demonstrated the gospel. I demonstrated the power of God. God was in Paul when Paul was preaching, and he wasn't satisfied to preach without God moving. He said, I don't want your faith to be in my wisdom. I want your faith to be in the power of God. Now, obviously, that power of God is going to testify back to Jesus and point everyone to Jesus, no doubt about it. And then the scriptures also will be pointing us to Jesus. But Paul 
wanted a gospel of word and power, just like Jesus. We had been studying the book of Matthew. Jesus spoke and he demonstrated, or he demonstrated and he spoke. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So when we get it right, there should be power in our midst. There should be, in fact, yeah, there was a man this week in our congregation that stood up at the end of service and he had such an epiphany from God about uh, being free in God and how he was free. He stood up and had to testify that, um, and we came up and prayed for him and the power of God was all over him, setting him free, but he just felt compelled to stand up because of the message preached, wound up coming up for prayer and the power of God really manifested on him in a delivering way, in a powerful way. We want to see more of that. Churches should not push the Holy Spirit to the back room. People need to see that Jesus is alive, that there is resurrection power, that the gospel is true and there's power and demonstration in it today. And that's what Paul was saying. He said, hey, he goes on, and I'm, I'm going to kind of, the rest of the chapter, because I don't want to go through every single verse and <clears throat> break it down, but in the rest of the chapter, Paul goes on, and he says, hey, we do speak wisdom among those that are mature. So it's not like we don't have spiritual wisdom. Paul is like, it's not like I don't know the Old Testament. It's not like I, I haven't read it. Paul quotes the Old Testament constantly saying, hey, it's not that we don't speak wisdom among people that are, are mature. But we don't speak the wisdom of this world we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. So he's saying when you grow up, there's plenty of wisdom. There's plenty of knowledge. There's plenty, plenty of revelation when you grow up. But it's not worldly wisdom. And if you're still after worldly wisdom or you're trying to apprehend everything in a rational way, just through reason, and reason has its place. It does have its place. But he says, I'm not preaching reason only, I'm preaching revelation. Now, where does that revelation come from? Listen to this. He says in verse 10, God has revealed to us through His Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what things knows a man except the spirit of man which is in him, and what things knows a man except the Spirit of God, or the things of God, except the Spirit of God which is in him? Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but we have received the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us. These things we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now listen to this. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things. But he himself is judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is the mind of the Spirit. So again, Paul is pointing them away to, from worldly wisdom, wisdom in the flesh. He's saying the Holy Spirit does teach wisdom, 
but it's not natural wisdom. It's the wisdom that comes from God. We compare spiritual words with spiritual truth. We compare spirit with spirit. When I'm reading the word or hearing a message, my spirit is bearing witness. We compare spiritual things with spiritual. Flip over to Colossians chapter 2, and I'll end today's teaching right there. But Colossians chapter 2, I love this verse. It says, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deception according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles. What? Here he says again, of this world. See the contrast? Worldly wisdom, godly wisdom. Taught by the Holy Spirit, taught by philosophy. And not according to Christ, for in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete in Him who is the head of all principality and power. So he says, beware of the philosophies and the teaching of men. I have people in my life that they're always sending me these spiritual things that uh, could be Gnostic teachings. It could be, uh, you know, certain philosophies or certain... It's, they're always seeking for wisdom and truth. And, and they were formerly a Christian. They used to be a Christian. Maybe they are a little... I don't know where they're really at in that way. But they're trying to find truth in philosophy. They're trying to find truth in philo- uh, Gnosticism. Even, I think, recently talking to me about alchemy, spiritual alchemy, but they're grasping everywhere in worldly philosophies, in worldly teaching, even psychology, and there's a lot of truth in psychology. You know, all truth is God's truth. There can be truth in psychology, but they're trying to grasp reality and truth everywhere, but where it's really at, and that's in Jesus. And that's being taught by the Spirit. And here in Corinthians, Paul is saying again, hey, if we're going to be unified, we have to be people of the Spirit. We have to be people taught by the Spirit. We actually literally have the mind of Christ. That's the mind of the Spirit. Jesus lives in me, and because He lives in me, the Spirit will teach me. And I'll know the things of God because the things of God are being taught to me by God. Paul says in Hebrews, you are taught by God. Isn't that amazing? All right, we'll pick up there next week.